0: The following audio brought to you by TSF Entertainment Podcast may contain graphic descriptions
1: of violence and or audio clips of violence or sexual explicit events. Listener's discretion is advised. TSF Entertainment Podcast fans. This is your boy Retro CG, and I'm joined tonight by my co host, this is really BTV, Mr. Hey. Jack of Jordans, aka I, D Jackson, in the house.
0: I say, hey, yo, what's going on?
1: <laughs> not much, what's going on, y'all? Not, not, much. Just not, just not
0: much. Interesting episode.
1: Interesting episode. So tonight we're here to talk about Power Book Three Raising Canaan. And the episode is episode nine titled Loyal to the End. Good episode.
2: Very good episode. It's definitely, I mean, you can definitely see how we winding down, but I'm gonna be so mad at the end of next week's episode because I'm gonna be ready for season two. I feel like I'm gonna be ready for season two.
1: Yo, this is one of those shows that they should immediately roll into uh season two. <laughs> like we shouldn't even nah, have a break. We not
0: we probably get The title to was two. perfect. The title was perfect for this week. Like, it's it's very understanding, and the title was perfect.
1: I agree, though, uh, CP. I think we're going to wait a whole year before we get season two.
0: I hope,
2: I don't, I don't know if it's going to be a whole year, but it's definitely going to be a minute. Like, we definitely know we're not getting nothing until maybe spring. I
1: maybe. think they're in production already for season yeah, two. Yeah, I think
2: they're in production, but you know, we got to go through the whole season. Of yep. uh, book two, and book two don't even start until November, so you figure that's not going to be over till like mid, late January, mid February.
1: Week as well.
2: Yeah, but I don't think they're worried about BMS so much as overlapping, like the power, the season. power.
1: Yeah, but yeah. If they,
2: but if, but, but if they're going straight into. Either Tate or or Tommy's um, story, then we're gonna have to wait until after Tommy's story. You know, wait until after that. So that's why I'm saying I think spring.
1: I agree. Do you ever think we're going to get to a point where they're going to have more than one book on at the same time? No, I don't think so either. I think it would be I don't. Too- I don't
2: think they want to. I don't think they want to do it that way.
1: Yeah, they I don't think need for to. continuity uh, continuity purposes, I think it would just be too much of a conflict. You know,
2: it would yeah, it would be too much going on. Like it would be too much to focus on because. Because the stories are not congruent, so we're going forward, then we're going backwards, then we yeah.
0: And power has its slot. Power has its slot on stars. So like, how you can't. Succeed. They all occupy the same time slot. Yeah, right? yeah. you know, you can't, you can't do that. So now, if they
1: came on different days, maybe it wouldn't be so bad. But I kind of agree, CP. I think it would be just too much to keep up with going forward, then backwards, then
0: forward. Yeah, it, it's just it'll be too much confusion. I like my Sunday mornings.
1: Well, for us, it's more like
0: Saturday night. <laughs> it's Saturday fun. night, Sunday morning, rewatch, 12 a.m. is technically Sunday morning. Sunday so morning, right. Sunday midnight. <laughs> so technically it's Sunday midnight.
1: True. True. All right. So this week the episode kicks off um with Marvin at the junkyard. And um he's being picked up in a van by little Rob. So um you know, you can see it's the aftermath of what happened last week with Lulu, you know, the house fire and him um, being uh, shot up at the house. So, you know, we already knew that Marvin was bent for revenge. Definitely. So we see Unique is uh, coming out of the movie theater with his son, and you know, some of his crew with him, you know, his protection. And, you know, they just out, you know, having a day out, you know, like they ain't in the middle of a war. Like, they're not on high alert or anything. I mean, it's like they ain't got to care in the world, but they didn't have one. Because <laughs> when Marvin and Lil Rob pull up in that van, Marvin just, he had no fucks about it. He just started spraying the place.
0: Like, honey, round drum.
1: I mean, that van circled that parking lot, and they are like, listen, I felt sorry for anyone <laughs> that was in that vicinity because I know they were in pure terror <laughs> because he shot the shit up out of a unique car.
0: But you know, I did, saw that. I saw that coming though. Like Marvin is a, uh, like, it, 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 he's loyal. You know what I'm saying? Like, regardless of whatever goes on with his family, he's gonna protect them, and he that's he feels though like that's his job. So I saw that yep, coming.
1: Yep. Um, and th- we did find out that Unique's car was bulletproof. So you remember earlier in the season where um I think it was Kanan and D-Wiz, when they first saw Unique pull up on a block. You know, they were talking about his car being bulletproof. So they showed us that again tonight in tonight's episode. His car was bulletproof. Yeah. Um, and I think he did hit uh, one of the bodyguards or a couple of the bodyguards. I think he hit.
2: Can y'all hear me?
0: Yeah, we hear you. Yeah. Oh,
2: OK. Now I had got kicked out. So, OK.
0: He he did shoot one of them in the head.
1: I thought he did. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I
2: think he got one, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He, he dropped one. Definitely. And I don't know how many others he dropped, but he definitely dropped one.
1: So I was talking with some people earlier today, and the question came up. Uh, why didn't uh, Unique's crew get in the car and chase after him? But I think he had flattened a lot of their tires too, <laughs> you know, when he was shooting up the place. So I don't think they were able to get in the car and do anything. Well,
0: why no would you want to chase somebody who's driving around with an AK-47 and a 100-round drum anyway? You right. don't know if he can reload, so like... <laughs> He could reload and come right back out that back window. You know, y'all y'all whips not bulletproof. So, nah, right. that, that was a good idea for him just to sit still. Right, to fight another day.
1: So, we switched to the hospital, and uh, we see Rock and Jessica are at uh, Lulu's hospital bed. And, you know, they're kind of processing what's going on. Um, so, it was very interesting to see that Jessica was there. But what do y'all think she was there for? Y'all think she was there as a loyal girlfriend? Or you just think she was there because she was concerned about a meal ticket? Both,
2: I, no, I think okay. I think she was there as a loyal girlfriend. I think she, I think she loved Lulu.
1: I'm a little bit on the fence about it, but um, it did look as if she was there to support him and the family and everything. So I was actually uh rather <laughs> uh pleased to see that she was there, but I, I'm just not so sure what her intentions were. <clears throat>
2: I think she loves Lulu. I think that she just also has aspirations for other things, and yeah, I think she sees that he is a means to that end. But I think she has genuine feelings for him, though. I didn't. I didn't necessarily care for her attitude because I felt like her attitude was real negative the whole time. Okay, my, that's
1: what. Yes. Okay. My thing is,
2: if if you here with a negative attitude, and you can, then I don't really need you here. Like, you know, it, I just felt like she just didn't have any faith that Lulu would be okay.
1: Yeah, because when she made the comment about if he wakes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah if he I wakes
2: didn't... up. And then when she was like, the doctor said he was supposed to wake up. And even when he woke up, she was like, oh, my God, I didn't think you were going to wake up. They said you were supposed to wake up yesterday. I'm like, damn, like, damn.
0: And that's why I think it was both. You know, I think she was there in um, in a supportive moral role and also was thinking she, she was there because she saw that window of opportunity closing like if Lulu passed. So I think she was there for both, personally.
2: No, I got
1: it. Yeah, but I do agree. I think she should have had a better, uh, I think she should have been more positive. If anything, she should have been, you know, there as a support to rock. Um, And speaking of supporting rock, you see Symphony um, comes in and I'm just I'm so sick of this, this dynamic between their relationship. I mean, it's obvious that he loves her and he cares about her. And every time he tries to show her that uh, she pushes him away. And I got a little frustrated with her on that because, you know, he shows up to the hospital and, of course, she's like, well, how would you know where I was? And he was like, Kaden told me where, she, uh, where you were. And she was like, well, if I wanted you here, I would have called you here. I get it. I understand. And, you know, she's got a lot on her right now. So she's processing. And obviously, their relationship is real close. You know, her, Marvin, and Lulu, even though they are always at each other's throats, the love and affinity that they have towards each other kind of like just overpowers everything so she's just like really frustrated at this point you know of what's happened to Lulu she kind of feels responsible for it but at the same time how do you go from wanting to have this man's baby to kicking him to the curb I I just I didn't understand
0: her reaction she felt like she was living a dream honestly and um, I get I get where she was coming from but at the same time, I think, like, she just got away from the gangster shit because she was pursuing what she thought that she needed at the time. And I don't know, like, the history between Def CON and um, – High Post Detective Howard. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, High Post and Detective Howard. That, like, um, when you know, I don't know, ends out for that, you know, but she just felt like herself, like she was slipping. And she getting back to, she to get back to business.
2: Now, see, I have a totally different view than what y'all are saying. Yeah, I I think that's I think what Rock was doing in that moment. I think she was trying to protect protect him. him. Okay, I think I think that she was breaking up with him because, like, she kept saying she said about three or four times this episode they don't, they they must have forgot who the fuck I was. And and, I, and even when she said, when when she was in the um, chapel and Marvin was like, you praying for forgiveness of your past sins, she was like, no, nah, I'm praying for forgiveness of what I'm about to do. And I really feel like she's pushing him away so he doesn't get caught up in whatever is about to happen next. So she he has plausible deniability. He can't say he knew anything. He was anywhere around it. Like, I really feel like that's what she was doing. Like, I know it was a hard way to do it, but if she had said to him, Symphony things about to get hot, I'm gonna need you to stay away from me for a while, he wouldn't have done it. So yeah. I feel like I really feel like that's what she did in that moment. I could be wrong, but I think she absolutely does love him and she but but I do think that part of what she said was right too was I allowed myself to forget that I can't get out of this life. And like, I'm not in
1: a normal life.
2: Right. But I think but I but I also think that part of her pushing him away was in her mind protecting him.
1: Okay, so I, I kind of understand what you're saying, um, CP DJ. I, I kind of agree because we don't know what the level of her relationship in comparison with uh, high post and Def Con. I don't think her and Detective Howard had a relationship. I, I just, for whatever Madison reason, Dash. I think so. For whatever reason they end up being involved, I don't think it was a relationship. Whereas uh, with DefCon it was just a relationship by appearances. I think her real serious relationship was with High Post because I mean mm-hmm. he was yeah. pretty much uh, the one that was kind of looking after her, teaching her the game and everything. And plus, I- he was part of the
0: life. Right,
1: right. Symphony is not part of the life, so I kind of agree with what you're saying because we've said this in uh, other episodes that we feel as though he's going to be collateral damage, just like we saw with Nicole.
2: Right, and I think she's trying to avoid that. But I'm gonna say this about Detective Howard, and again, this this is me my my twenty on ten moment. I think there was a relationship there, but I think for her, it was real. I don't, I think for him, he was playing her all along. Remember, he was, <laughs> he was an undercover cop. She was a young girl. I think that he was making a move on her to get information, to try to, try to get, to get, get yeah. But I think mm-hmm. from her point of view, in that moment, I think, and that's, and, I think and she that's was why, young. And she, and she was right, young. I so. think that's why she hates his ass so much. Because remember, the relationship with with CON was never real. So she didn't have any love for him like that. It was never romantic. So I think she absolutely, I think, her relationship with Howard, for her, from her point of view, was real. And then when she found out he was a cop, I think that was a betrayal because I don't think she knew he was a cop while they were dating. No, because they remember they made him. a point to
1: say that he was undercover. So right,
2: that's what I'm saying. So I think, and that's why she threw it back at him last week when um, he said whatever he said, and she was like, "Yeah, but you was, you know, you you was messing with me. You was a cop. You was messing with me." And he was like, "Undercut." You know, so I feel like you know just. From that point of view, that's what I think it is. But i, I again, they didn't give us anything to sub to, to support that. That's just my opinion because she, the venom that she has for him, I, I feel like it comes from that place of a broken heart kind of thing. Yeah,
1: well, I'm gonna touch on that a little bit later, but uh, uh, that's a different perspective because I have a different um, perspective as to why she has such venom towards him, but. Okay. We see as she's breaking up with Symphony again, <laughs> which feels like it's the 20th time, but really it's probably like their second. It's only the um, second time. Uh even after he tells her, yo, you know what? Fuck you. Even yeah. as he's going out the door, he he still tries to give her that information that I feel like he was trying right. to have a conversation with her. Cause when he was like, I want to talk to you about all of this, you know, I think in that conversation, the whole situation with Tony Deep would have came up. But he pretty much tells her as he's walking off, like, listen, tell Marvin that Tony can't be trusted. She really didn't process that. I mean, she 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 thought about it for a second and then went on back to her other thoughts. But she really didn't process what he really meant by that. But we knew right. what yeah. he meant by that man. he right. was trying to put on. I don't, think, he was I don't even think yeah, I don't even think
2: Rock knew like that he was even still dealing with like the club is so far in the back of her <laughs> mind they ain't dealt with the club since she killed the dog you know what I mean yeah I don't hell, think she even he those, that, he,
0: that they was fucking around
2: right I don't even think that that was even a thought on her mind so far when he threw it out there she probably was even thinking who the hell is Tony like <laughs> what are you talking about
1: yeah that was that was the furthest thing from her mind but we saw that Symphony did what we thought what we said he was gonna do he was gonna right. uh, uh, alert them I forgot uh, to put
2: that in my review damn. But yeah, he
1: did. And speaking of which, let's just talk about it for just a second. Rocknam has a lot of; they have got a lot of threats right now. I mean, you got Detective Howard; he's a big threat. You got uh, Unique; he's a big threat. Uh, Tony is a big threat. They have a, a Davina. Uh,
0: Low key's a I looked at it I looked at it as London Bridges is falling down. That's the yeah. way I looked at it. I looked yeah. at it like, when, yeah, when a a go wrong, it's here. going wrong. Well,
2: right. When I got to the end of this episode, all I was thinking was, damn, like, how they going to overcome? Th-? Like, I was just thinking, they got a mountain in front of them. How they going to sure overcome do. this shit? Like, that's all I was thinking. Yeah, when I got too to much. This. Like, I want to see Rock win, but I don't know how. I, I'm like, How's she how they going to gonna do at that at this in, point? Right, right. How they going to do that in an hour? Like, <laughs>
0: I got because she's got, got
1: it. a lot of threats looming, and she can't close any of these loose ends. I mean, all these loose. Every time she gets close to trying to close a loose end, it just creates a bigger problem. And so I
2: got—I only have one theory, but we'll get to it at the end. I only got one theory, which we kind of already said. Yeah,
0: but... I mean, the biggest problem is you know who, and that's where it all goes back to him. or well, Kane, who, you unique yeah. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Well. Yeah, well. yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know what, unless we see a dramatic change in him in the last episode, I, I just, I don't know if that's going to get any better because even today, I feel like he botched up and we'll get to that point. But even yeah. today, I feel like he, he fucked up shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He definitely did.
1: So you see little Rob and Marvin, they pulled back up to the junkyard and little Rob is like, shit. Uh, did you know that, uh, uh, Unique's car was bulletproof and, uh, Marvin was like, I heard some chatter Yeah. That, um, yeah. <laughs> he pulled a gat out on him he pulled a gat out on him like you know, this it work but it was it kind of goes back to what uh uh canon was narrating at the beginning of the episode about loyalty and mm-hmm. about how even the person next to you exactly even the people that you think that's down for you or say that they down for you they're not really they all yeah. for themselves the only thing that really matters is family and so, at the end of the day, we had said that last week, uh, C.P., you remember you had said that all that capping that he was doing was going to come back to him because he was snitching. Mm-hmm. Right. And he was snitching on Canaan. So, at the end of the day, he's a risk to the organization. He may not have been – he in his mind, he may have thought that he wasn't doing any harm to the family because he wasn't snitching on Marvin. But snitching on my nephew – is bringing unwanted attention from the feds, from the police over here to us. So either way, you're a liability. And you it's get the go. same
0: thing to him. Same thing in Marvin head. Yep.
2: But the cracked me up was when dudes talking and Marvin just letting them talk, and he was like, "You know, ain't none of this shit moving me, right? Like, yeah. nothing that you saying is changing been already happened." Like, and,
1: and he blasts his um head off.
0: <laughs> yeah, he did. Yes, he, he did. did. <laughs>
1: as he should have, right? Rat bastard. <laughs> and so, he set the van on fire, and you know, we see Marvin... Drop of off first... in that shot-up,
2: beat-up, smashed-up fucking car. What is wrong with Marvin?
1: Marvin I'm rooting for Marvin. Marvin I'm rooting for Marvin. Well, I'm rooting for Marvin too, but Marvin will have to be a better father now. Uh, I, I got a big issue with Marvin in this episode, but yeah. what we're seeing is Marvin is just, he's coming off a hinge. I mean, at the end of the day, and he kind of said it when he got to the chapel. You know, he's frustrated. He's frustrated with how everyone views him.
2: That was a the man. best conversation,
1: brother. That was the best conversation to have. That was been the best.
2: Co- that was probably the most honest conversation. That was probably the most, the most honest and heartfelt we've seen Marvin. And I was here for it. I was absolutely. <laughs> what
1: what we see is he's frustrated. So, and you know that that's that's. That's a problem for everybody that's involved with Marvin right now. Anyone that's got any dealings with Marvin, they got they got a major problem on their hands right now because Marvin is just in straight savage mode right now. He just mm-hmm. gives no fucks. And you know, and, and it's like he told Rock. He told Rock, like, listen, you know, I'm your older brother. You know, that'll make me feel good as a man to to be I will- taking orders from my sister.
2: Are we, you know, talk, are, we gonna, is, are we gonna? going Wait a minute, hold on. Are
1: we just gonna go ahead and talk about it now? I mean, I know we out of sequence, but we gonna go ahead and talk about that scene. Uh, well, I guess we can. We we, we can go ahead. I mean, I, I, we can go ahead and talk about it since that's such a. I mean, we already talked about it. You, I just didn't want to. Yeah, that's why I said so since we already talking about it, we can go <laughs> right. ahead and bust all it. Right. out. Go ahead, Dave, or do you want, you want to me to go ahead and, and, and get to uh, um. next? Week?
0: Well, to me, I think that's like one of the biggest parts of this episode, one of the most significant parts of this episode, because it, it like is undignified the way they treat him. You know, like the way like the way they talk to him and the way that they do him. Even though that we know that he's a fuck up, but they don't have to constantly remind him that he's a fuck up or let him know where I've his said flaws that at. Too yes, and you know let, let him know I, never outlaw that he has. Thing. You yeah. know it, it like. Give him the respect for the shit that he does do right. The orders or the hits and everything else that he does do right. But y'all just want to point out everything that he does wrong. You know, which I think, you know, in reality is fucked up. You know, when really, right, your son is the cause of a lot of the shit, a lot of your problems that you got going on right now. Not a lot. It all it's all of them. Yeah. It's everyone not, it's else not is Marvin. just reacting
1: to everybody's just reacting to all the the, the confusion that came in his calls. So, I, I'll double back to that, because I got some things to say about that, too. I, I'll double back to that, but I agree. And uh, we also saw in this moment, too, that Marvin was reacting on his own accord. You know, he wasn't doing, he wasn't taking orders from anyone. He didn't get mm-hmm. nobody's permission. Mm-hmm. This was, this is what he decided to do as a man. So, you know, this was his decision.
0: You can't tell him I'll take care of his family.
1: Yep. So we, we next at the hospital now. So we over here at the hospital and um, shout out to the makeup artists and the team because we see Detective Howard when he's walking up still smoking cigarettes No, he ain't supposed to. Yeah. But the makeup was on point with him because he looked really sick. Like he really looked really bad.
2: I said the same thing in my review. Okay, I'm glad it wasn't just me because I said that in my review. I said it looks like they're making him look sick. Like his face was a little ashen. <laughs> He had like dark, like dark the spots. The dark spots, like, yeah. Yeah, he definitely looked like he definitely looks like he's sick. He absolutely. No, I, I took
1: like- that as I took that exactly as that's what they were trying to show us that he's progressing uh, worse because you remember in a couple episodes, doctor, when he ran up on the doctor and she told him he looked bad. Yeah. Uh, from that episode to this one, he looks worse. Yeah, he does. So, he so I think does. that's what they're trying to show us is this is why he's so desperate about uh, trying to get uh, this whole situation resolved with Kanan because he is progressively getting worse. Right. And um, and I just can't see how nobody else is not noticing him. Like Bert and everyone else that's interacting with him, you know, even rock you know, her conversation with him looked like you would think she would have commented to it by now. Like, yo, you look bad. What's wrong with you? You know, yeah, right. I'm surprised she hasn't figured it out yet that something is wrong with him while all of a sudden you're so interested in Kanan and all this rhetoric, like, and you look sick. What's up with this? You know, I would have thought that she would have put two and two together by now or at the very least have suspicions that, you know, there's something more uh going on than him just wanting to know that I'm your father. So we see these two hoods hoodlums pull up to the uh to the hospital and i knew i knew from before the nurse even came yep. out the uh uniform i said they here for no good and so oh yeah
2: they look they look they look like they was up to something yeah like, they look like they was a little look no good <laughs>
1: they look guilty yeah they look before they even did anything they looked like they were, they needed to be arrested <laughs> for real right. so we see this little nurse come up out the hospital she got a little plastic bag with her, and it's too. She looked um,
2: nervous too. She looked like she was up to something too.
1: Yep, she looked like she didn't even need to be there, right? <laughs> she even like she's supposed to be working at the hospital. The way she was looking, yeah, she was looking like she was all suspicious. <laughs> and he yeah, right. out here broad daylight in, in front of everybody. Ain't nobody trying to look right. around. Right, you the in front of the ho- watching. Right, y'all couldn't
2: have pulled around to the back parking lot. Like y'all right in front of the hospital. Like.
1: And then what makes it so bad? Y'all didn't even try to look to see if there was anybody else out and about or around, you know. Even for the nurse, you didn't even try to peep to see if there was any co-workers out there, you know. You just walk out to them, give them a bag, uh, a bag with uh, two uniforms in it and two badges, and and they give you money in broad daylight, and she just turn around, walk back in. So you know, Detective Howard is peeping all this, so he already put twenty on ten and said, okay, yep, these are hitters for unique, Yeah. So, by the time they pan back to the spot where he was standing there smoking, he goes. He was gone. Yeah, He was gone. And you're right, it was the entrance. I mean, <laughs> y'all could have at least whipped the street. Right, because he, he was finishing
2: quit. up his cigarette before he, he was getting walking to the hospital. He was
1: getting ready to walk in the hospital cigarette. he was finishing the cigarette and that's what he peeped all that. And, and like, so,
2: he, like
1: you told
0: right he's like, you lucky I still smoke. Because,
1: like, <laughs> <today>, man, <laughs> man. And so, we see Rock back at the room. She's looking at uh Lulu. She has a little bit of guilt uh on her face. I mean, she's just worried. She's concerned. And um She should be. Yeah, she should be. And you see the uh two orderlies uh where the, the two hoodlums, they're they're coming in dressed as orderlies with, you know, some takeout food or whatever the case may be. All they did was show the bag uh to the uh other or the cops that was there stationed there at the hospital at this point the whole police force needs to be up there at the hospital because rock keeps somebody up there every week so <laughs> I just wonder how right. she answered these questions every time she's at this hospital <laughs> listen as
2: long as the bill paid I guess they like whatever I
1: guess man, <laughs> she keep that hospital busy she could
2: get the frequent flyer playing something something for real something. Some some points or some some uh, mileage she got, points. She got to have
1: problems. she got to have her own reserved room at the hospital. Right. She got she a got whole suite. Ha- <laughs> yeah, she got a whole wing. <laughs> this is the Raquel Thomas wing right here. She's okay. guaranteed they have about three or four people here at a time. So she look up the hallway and look for the cop that's supposed to be posted outside Lulu's door. He, we see him up there talking to the nurse that had just went outside to give the. Uh, the uniform up. So do you think that that was her trying to create a distraction mm-hmm. for the police officer? hmm Yeah. So she goes back in the room. She's not really too pressed by because as long as he's within eye view, she feels safe. They feel safe. You see the orderlies come up the hallway and now they 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 got a gurney and they get into the an elevator and, you know, we see them take the uh, guns out and they put the silencers on. You know, this was... Not a bad plan, but a stupid plan. Cause first of all, y'all sent the wrong two up there to the hospital because they look suspicious. These big ass hot really like top eight. they yeah. don't look like
0: orderlies. They look yes. like they off the fucking corner. They look like corner boys. They sure and all did. I was
2: thinking was, and again, I know it's nineteen ninety one, so maybe I'm tripping. But all I was thinking was, you know, they got cameras on the elevators, right? Like that's all I was thinking.
1: It's nineteen ninety one. I was thinking them. about that too. I don't think that they have cameras in the
0: elevators. Yeah,
2: 1991. I ain't really sure. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Maybe not in 1991,
1: but I'm saying that's what I was thinking in my mind at the time. Like, but we see them get off the elevator, and um, you know, she old girl gave him all the information. She don't told him what room he in, you know, yeah, she don't got the uniform, so she's definitely an accessory. So I was so glad to see her. Oh, yeah, get, she, yeah, she, yeah, it's a wrap for her. Yeah, it's a wrap for her. So when they get to uh, Lulu's room, they pull back the curtain, they don't move Lulu, so um. Detective Howard and the cops they come in and arrest them, you know, for an assassination attempt, attempted murder, and they arrest the uh, nurse, which I was so glad to see them that they had arrested the nurse because she thought she had done got away with it. But you see, Rock's crew, Rock got to get better with her crew, man. She needs some better workers working for her. Cause they sit up there in the waiting room. You mean tell me ain't nobody peep these two hoods walking by? They should have got up and came out and saw what was going on. But the hood, uh, the the uh, the workers, they in the waiting
0: room. I, I really don't know what that's about. Uh like you gotta be but, more I, alert, think to work. but I think she needs better workers. She needs But I think
2: but I think by the time they got off the elevator, I think they already knew what was up. I think I think by the time those dudes got off the elevator, Lulu was already. Oh, out I get of the room, I get what you're saying. And you're the saying were that waiting. So they yeah. wanted to look as normal as possible. They couldn't that's why the that's why they let the cop be distracted, because for real, for real if he really had allowed himself to be distracted, he's supposed to be off that case, but we see him later on. We yep. see him, he's, so I feel like all of that was to make it look part like of the, the plan. plan, right, everything was going according to plan.
1: Yep. Okay, I never thought about it like that. Okay, so, because that was, that was giving me a little bit of frustration, because not one, the cop wasn't paying attention. Two,
2: the workers weren't
1: paying attention. I'm like, well, now, I mean, good thing that Detective Howard was up there that It was set to see what happens to him after what he did for them. So, Mm. we switched back to the uh, police station. I think we talked about this a little bit last week, CP, but I don't think we spent too much time on it. But I don't know if it was you or Marvin, or maybe even you, DJ. Somebody was very adamant about this lady, that mama, uh, Nicole's mama, not going away quietly. That she was still going to be a problem. Because I remember responding to that by saying, well, she gave away the evidence. So, I mean, how can she continue? I think that might have been Marvin. Yeah, how can she continue to try to pursue this when she gave away the vial, but. We see that she's back up there at the police station questioning Bert. So we did get confirmation that Burt was the one. Bert was that, the one, yeah. That called. I said she was me. the one. <laughs> yep. You did,
2: you did.
1: Yep, that we said, said let her go, and the mama is up there just making a scene. But we really did get confirmation from the father this go round. We really did. We had suspicions that the father wasn't with the shits. But we got one hundred percent confirmation tonight that you know everything that she was accusing um jukebox of. The father was like, "Well, we don't know that to be true, you know. Right. We don't know that she had not been doing drugs. We don't know." Right. So you know, he wasn't I necessarily defending knew. jukebox, but at the same time, he was trying to tell his wife, "Listen, you up here making a fool out of yourself and out of us. Like you, you don't know, you know."
2: But I think he does. I think he absolutely knows. I think that he's he's saying it like that to 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 protect the mother, but I think he absolutely knows. I think he knew his daughter was gay. And I think that he knew his I, his daughter at least smoked weed. I'm not saying he knew his daughter was on hard, hard drugs. But I that's that's the topic. Because he's too he's just too he's too
1: reserved.
2: Um, yeah. Like even last week, even if you go all the way back to that first when we first saw uh Jukebox at the house and he came in and they were singing like even then he was like, oh look at this, what's this? Like I feel like he just knew.
1: He's more I, down to earth than that mama. That mama yeah. is uh, rich, white, high society, privileged, and she even shows her to be that when she made that comment about, uh, I know people in high places right. that won't accept uh, something like this happening to a family like ours. So yeah, you know, yeah, she, yep, yep. Whereas that father, he not like that. He, you know, he kind of low key, laid back, you know, go with the flow type shit. But Bert didn't seem like she was pressed. They didn't seem like, even though she had the whole department looking down at her or whatever the case may be at this whole scene. Bert was, was the scene. She was not <laughs> she bothered was at all. <laughs> she was all not bothered at all. She was like, "Okay, you finish, because you Perfect. can leave." <laughs> yeah, she was unbothered
2: by all of that. That was cracking me up.
1: I was so glad they arrested that ghetto ass, edge mama looking nurse. I mean, she she fucked up her good job at the hospital. Why are we back <laughs> at the nurse? How did we get back on the nurse? Because I was just thinking about how pitiful she looked when they was, I was just thinking about how pitiful she looked when they were taking our ass off handcuffs. That shit was funny. Um. But we did see, and I forgot to hit on this. That's why I kind of went back to the nurse. Uh, But, you know, uh, Detective Howard and Rock, they have another conversation at the hospital. And he's a little bit more insistent on her uh, arranging that meet between her and um, him and Kanan. And he reiterated again that if you or your brother show up and nobody else is there but Kanan, I'm going to wet all y'all up.
0: I'm going to wet that bitch up so yep. he, he's desperate
1: and Kanan says it in the narration that you know he's desperate at this point and you and know I, I thought Rock was processing in that moment that she would figure out what the fuck was up but you know she just took it as what it was a threat and I'm going to deal with it accordingly and I,
2: mm-hmm. and I knew then what the plan was gonna I said, so well, going to be so going back to last
1: week before all this happened with Lulu do you think that the batter up phone call was for him yeah, do you think
2: that But the, not for Kanan. The, I think Lulu was
1: supposed
0: to do it. I That's think Lulu I'm was saying. supposed yeah. to do it, too.
1: That's what I was saying. Yeah. Do you think Lulu was supposed to be Kanan this week? Yep. Yeah. Okay.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. So we're on the
1: same page there. Because a lot of people I, I was talking with last week were saying that she was calling batter up on Marvin. I don't think that she was. No, no, no,
2: no, no. Not at all.
1: Because the first phone call she made was for him to go get that dry cleaning, was to go get the, a jacket. And then when she called later on that night before his house got uh, shot up and burnt up, it was to go get unique. It was to go get. uh uh-uh, it was. Go I
2: mean, I mean, go get detective
1: power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we on the same. I page think that now.
2: was absolutely the conversation. But my thing is this, and that's that's the that's the, the thing about it. I don't think that Kanan was ever a part of the original plan. I think that her intention. Was to give her to Detective Howard before she actually had to make any arrangements for this meetup. With Kate, to with, involve right. Kate
1: in all. Right.
2: Yeah. But with Lulu getting hurt, you know, that kind of. She had to call Audible. Yeah.
1: Plan B. Yeah.
2: Yeah, she had to call
1: Audible. Absolutely. Mm. So we see Jukebox is still grieving and she's at the burial site for uh, Nicole. Why she <laughs> hadn't opened this letter yet and read this letter? Yeah. I think she's afraid to open the um, part. Part of me feels like she's kind of afraid to open the, the note. You know, this is her last uh, message from Nicole, but she keep carrying this note around, but she hasn't. I can seen, see that. We haven't seen her open it yet and read actually what the contents was, but we see Bert uh, approaching her. and Everything that me and you had said, CP, it, it came out in this conversation, you know, about her being a lesbian.
0: Right. about her
1: mm-hmm. uh, being uh, familiar with what jukebox is going through right now she went through a similar situation with her family and mm-hmm. her first love so we we learned a lot of details that's foreshadowing that burke and jukebox are going to have some type of relationship i don't think it's going to be a physical relationship but no. i think that they're going to have some type of relationship going forward
0: but i think like jukebox peeped that she was kind of like you know, running game. Runner, you know? yeah. Yeah, she was running game on her too. Like, let me tell you my story in relation to your story or whatever to up my up life. Tour. Whatever mm-hmm. bullet points I could find in my life, you know, if I could do it in relationship with your story, then maybe you could open up to me and I can get information. You know, yeah, I can get information to right. it. And I think jukebox, jukebox is kinda like was like all right. Jukebox that lady that.
1: game from Oh yeah, she she yeah. saw it.
0: Yeah, I was, she was surprised like, that
2: she even went with her to go get the damn Italian ice. I was like, that, I didn't get yeah, the ice cream that, either. I thought she yeah, was that gonna walk off. Me.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, Jukebox, uh, I think the only reason why she did go because she needed to find out what exactly what this lady was after. And right. you saw what she did right after that. She went and told Rock what was up. So I oh, think she, she needed to go with her to find out, okay, what, what do you why do you keep pressing up on me? This is the second time you don't roll up on me okay, you, you obviously have my family about some sort. let me find out you know how much you do know so I can go ahead and put my uh, family on point on what's mm-hmm. going on. But I think the, I think the lady at the same time I think she was she was trying to do a little bit of both. I think she was trying to uh, start a relationship or build a friendship with jukebox, but at the same time she was trying to uh, lower her guard like you were saying DJ to get information out of her
2: now, let me ask y'all a question. I don't know if you can great to say this um Chris and about that the blue tops that Canaan, trace them back to canaan did did you boss look surprised to y'all?
1: I think she knew she knew already.
2: I don't think she, she knew i I, it, I understand what I know what we said last week, but the look on her face, like I know she knew. That her family was responsible for the Blue Tops, but I don't think she knew. She knew that Kanan Kanan
1: had cooked it.
2: Right. Because last week when Kanan was like, oh, my God, I don't even know what to say. She was like, she was like, you ain't got to say nothing. Don't worry about it. She was like, I can't blame you. She was like, it's just this fucked up life we in. Now that I'm thinking back on it, I'm like, she knows that her family was responsible for the Blue Tops as far as the organization. But I don't think she knew that Kanan
1: cooked it. I never thought about that. I mean, it like, and
2: I don't know that, but it just her face looked her face didn't look like, you know, she whatever. processed what, that
1: comment. Even yeah, it she looked didn't respond her face. Looked, to looked, it. Right. She was yeah. like, she
2: was like, she was like, Candy wouldn't do that. He wouldn't have nothing to do with that. And I, I really think that was genuine. I don't think that was I'm not telling the cop nothing. I think that was a genuine response. Like, my no, he wouldn't have done that.
0: But I think when she find out that he actually did it, it's going yeah, Exactly. That is her shit Upside down.
2: Yep. That's why, and that's why I said that. I feel like there was it was more to that, but it could just be me. But it just her face. She she looked like she yeah. she was shocked by that information.
0: Yeah, she was. It definitely caught her off. She's gonna ask him though.
1: I, I think there's still a conversation to be had about these blue tops. If yeah, anything, gonna she's going to want the confirmation from Kanan herself. You know, are you responsible for this? Right, and we know
2: Canaan ass ain't gonna be able to lie. It's he, gonna be written all over his face.
1: But then, part of me kind of truly feels like she can't really blame him for it at all. Because, I mean, I, I just, I just don't understand why she would have been carrying it around with her. First off, you know, I mean, but at the end of the day, they're kids, you know, and nobody was thinking with any sense of rationality whatsoever. Because at the at the end of the day, Kane shouldn't have been walking around with a trophy anyway. Because we see that he still had some of the blue tops. Later on that night when he um, was sitting there watching Arsenio Hall and Rock had came in and uh, was pressing on him about the uh, the, the restaurant, how he was getting where, where he had got the money from to pay for the meal. You saw that he was playing with one of the blue tops then. So I'm like, why are you even walking around with this shit on you? And Rock told you to, when she first showed you how to cook that this is cardinal rule number one. You never you never you never sling out of where you live. So why are you bringing this shit home with you to begin with? Like a, a, a souvenir. It's, 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 that was just stupid. And just but, that's,
2: st- but that's exactly what it was. He's a kid and he was proud of what he did. That was his first work. He cooked it up. He thought he did the damn thing. Yeah, so for him, it was just a souvenir of this is my shit. This is Because yep. remember, until it started killing people, he was proud of that shit.
0: Yep. Yeah. He said he nice around the triple bean. Yep. Well. I
2: just think that's, beautiful. I mean, you know, I know what you're saying. And again, we making logical sense out of out of a fifteen year old kid. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, that's true. We thought that Tariq made a mess of things, but we, we truly do see where Kanan has right. just made a, a a a mess for his whole family.
0: Yeah, basically. They and they it, still they still too different, even though people still come to me and be like, Well, how can you not like Tariq and but I I get into that later.
1: So we see, speaking of Canaan, we see him
0: uh, finally show up to the hospital to check on his uncle.
1: And one thing I I, what kind of takes me to the dope version of Canaan, Canaan don't really care about nobody, you know, but his mama. He seems like that's the only person that he really, truly cares about because he didn't seem to have the level of concern I would expect him to have had for his uncle other than why did they move the room? And, of course, they started having a conversation about the whole uh, D-Wiz thing, and he kind of stopped Rock before she even... Because I feel like she was trying to, you know, make things right because, you know, they hadn't had a discussion about that because so much other stuff had don't happen. Right. So, you know, she was trying to clear clear air about the whole D-Wiz thing and her killing him and why she did it. And he's like, he understood, or whatever the case may be. And so they started having a conversation about... Uh, Um, what happened earlier. You know, the guys came up to the hospital and tried to shoot up the place and everything. And, you know, and then, of course, Kanan um, avails his services for the family and says, oh, I'm down for whatever. You know, just use me how you want to. And I think in that moment, she finally came to the realization that I'm going to have to put him in the game. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't want to. I didn't want to, but, you know, I I have no choice at this point. You know, I'm going to have to utilize him. So I think she starts coming up with a plan um, you know on how she can um, utilize Kanan. And so you see uh, Burke and um, um, Jukebox they are at the little Italian ice uh, uh, spot and you know uh, she make the reference to Kanan and the blue tops and everything and Jukebox you know tell her to leave her alone and stop following me and everything because really Burke is out of pocket anyway because she's talking to a minor she talking to a minor without parental consent and everything. So, I mean, any information she do get from Jukebox, she can't use it. I mean, you, you, you're talking to a minor. So, mm-hmm. you know, so it kind of takes me back to what I was saying earlier about her character analysis is that I feel like she is a straight up uh cop, but, you know, we're starting to see her do a little bit of Angela Valdez type stuff where she's kind of, you know, using her authority and... Using her position to kind of color outside the lines to get information, because for one, she should not have uh, told them to release her. Two, I was she about to say, do if- you
0: think you? I had to cut you off, but do you think you? Do you think she's doing that in order to further her career, so it won't seem like? It Was just handed to her because yes. of who her father was. The okay. answer is right. yes, yeah,
1: the okay. answer is yes, okay. Because we saw back in power a lot of what Angela did wasn't necessarily to support ghosts per se, a lot of it ended up happening that way where it did in a he it did end up benefiting from her inside information and some of the underhanded shit that she was doing, mm-hmm. but she wasn't necessarily doing it for him, she was doing it for herself because she was trying to make a name for herself at the AUSA's office. And so I think the same thing is going on with Burke here. I think Burke is so busy trying to live out of the shadow of her family and law enforcement that she's trying to make a name for herself. So she wants to solve this case. She wants to get this case under her belt and, you know, be known for being a good detective and not necessarily for her family. So I think that that's what her ultimate motivation is. But I think she is going to be drawn to Jukebox simply because they share that connection of, you know, uh, discovering who they're, who they were at a young age. So a uh, part of her can relate to what Jukebox is going through, but I also think that she's using that as uh leverage to see what she can do to move his case forward. So CP what you think about that?
2: I mean, yeah, I mean, she's trying to solve a case. Like, you know, I think part of it is getting, And at this
1: getting... point is it's almost like a RICO case because I mean cuz she's trying to tie all this stuff in together. She's trying to tie in buck 20 the Blue Caps, uh-huh. uh, the uh, Stash House, uh, D-Wiz. So she's trying, she, at this point, she feels She got to like die that. too. Yep. She Well, I don't know if she's going to die per se, but. She got to die though. I, I, don't she I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think we, I think we can still get some use out of her. I think we can still get some use out of her. And we see what Jukebox did later on in the episode. So I, I still think there's use for her. I don't think they're gonna get rid of her just yet, especially if they're getting rid of Detective Howard. If they're getting rid of Detective Howard and Burke, all we're gonna do is get another uh, uh, detective that's gonna investigate them. So I think we're gonna keep her for a little bit. I don't think they're gonna get rid of her just yet.
0: Yeah, they probably keep her for a little bit, but she needs to die. She needs to go away. <laughs> <laughs>
1: she's a threat.
2: She's
0: a yeah, threat. she's a threat to the family. She's we'll a away. threat. Yeah,
2: I think she. I think she's around a little bit longer. I think she's definitely so, gonna be
0: around a little bit longer, but. She's needed, like theoretically.
1: The closer she gets to the truth, the, yeah. <laughs> the more she's at risk.
0: The closer she to be to dying, because especially <laughs> so with Marvin, world. you
1: know, Marvin will do her in a minute. So you know, Marvin would do her with no thoughts whatsoever. You know, she'll she'll get done. Or I think Jukebox may. i was need... about to say
0: Juke might do her in. Yeah, but Juke... I, I, that was part of my predictions. But we, yeah, Jukebox might might I, do think her so. in. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. But
1: but okay. So we get to the chapel at the hospital, and we have this very, very important conversation between Marvin and uh, Raquel. Uh, Marvin steps in. He says, it's a little too late to be asking God for forgiveness about all the shit you don't did. And like CP right. said, she was like, nah, I'm asking for forgiveness for what I'm going to do. So right. I think she's processing in this moment that she's first, first off, she's been to ask her son to commit murder. Second of all, she's finna ask her son to kill his father. So, you know, that was heavy on her mind, whether she wanted it to be or not. Ultimately, it was very heavy on her oh, mind. Oh, I didn't
2: even think about that. Yeah. I mean, when you put it like when you put it that bluntly, you're like, yeah, that was a lot. That was some heavy shit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, she can have all this disdain this towards him, whatever. If it was Lulu or Marvin that was doing him in, she wouldn't be so reticent about it. But the fact that she <laughs> did it as <at> her <laughs> 15-year-old son that she's been trying to keep out of being involved in all this bullshit. The fact that she now has to rely on him to get the job done, that's heavy on her mind because she don't know how this shit fit to go. And so, you know, she's really sitting here processing this shit. And so when Marvin sit down, you know, <laughs> Marvin said, well, it turns out that nigga shit really is bulletproof. And she's like, listen, I he he was like, well, my little Rob head ain't. And she's like, listen, I told you <laughs> to stand down. I told you not to get involved. In I was already got a play in line to take care of unique, and that's when he tells her, Listen, I'm a man, you're not gonna tell me how to protect my family. I don't work right. for you, he no was more. like, I don't
2: work for you no more. Yeah, I
1: don't work for you no more. And so, you know, we have a very powerful conversation because we learned that Marvin raised her and um Lulu. When yeah. I, I, I guess they're alluding to the fact that their parents was on the shit.
2: well. Yes and no. Like, Break that down to me,
1: CP. Because well, I no, felt like he was saying that their parents were addicts. That's,
2: that's what, I, what I, I thought. That's what I thought in that moment. But then at the end of the episode, exactly we right. get the scene with the mom. Then I was like, well, maybe they were talking about they were so caught up in the church. You know, people can get caught up in the church and it'd be like an addiction just like anything else and they you know maybe they was caught up in church and they wasn't really but I don't know maybe they're in church now because they were addicts and you know some people they get saved and all that so I don't know but I I, I saw a different perspective once we met the mom but I don't know that's how I took it in that moment though in that moment I took it as their parents was on drugs that's how I took it in the moment
1: Okay, so we'll get to that thing too because I have a lot of thoughts about that as well. So I, I, I kind of share that opinion with you. But uh, Marvin pretty much lets her know, it's like you were saying, DJ, he pretty much lets her know that, listen, uh, first off, I, I, I'm down for the family. I'm loyal. I'm down for the family. I'll do whatever I need to do. I understand that I'm in a position right now where I got to take orders or whatever. However, you got to give me some shit that's my own. You gotta let me have something that's my own. I can't call no shots in the organization. I'm taking orders from my little sister. You got me out here looking like a fool, and yes. you know he's trying to uh, resolve these issues from the past. Like, yeah, I'm, I might have fucked up, but I made some mistakes or whatever the case may be. But I'm trying to I'm trying to outlive that. But we we saw them make up, which we had said last it, week that, <laughs> they were going to find peace. They were going to get back right. what happened. Because, to Lulu, right. bring them back together.
2: Right, because I don't think she ever had any intention of killing Marvin. Like, I think, I think that was one of the questions a minute ago. I don't think she ever had any intention of killing Marvin. I think she, what she did is... She was upset,
1: is, and, and she yeah. off her anger. Right,
2: because if she was going to kill Marvin, remember, Marvin, remember, and I think he did that on purpose, remember when she went to the apartment last week to go visit him, he knew what was up, and he turned his back on her. Marvin know better than that, but I think he turned his back on her because I guess he was like, if she about to shoot me, she's going to shoot me in the back. Like, I really feel like in his mind, and that's when she hit him with the damn two by four. Like, I, and again, if she was trying to hurt him, she'd hit him upside the head with that shit. Like, he, he gave her the opportunity if that's what she was doing. And I don't think that she had any intention of killing him because if she was going to kill him, it, she'd have done it. You know what I'm saying? So, but what the, the most important, or not important, but the most profound statement in that conversation for me was when Marvin said to her, You're better at this than I am. I yep. accept that. And she was like, no. He said, no. He said, you are. You're better at this. You see shit that I don't see.
1: You you, you think you have, shit that I, you, I can't think. Right. You uh-huh. think he said,
2: but he said, but I'm still a man. Still a man. And I was like, that's it right there is like y'all were saying, you got to right. You got to let me be a man. You got to give me something.
1: It's a, res- so, it's a so respect I, like,
2: Right. Exactly. So, yeah.
1: And it's pretty much uh, not only that, but the fact that he feels obligated to be their protector, you know, because he's taken this role as their big brother slash father very serious over the years that, you know, he's had to look after them or whatever. So he's, he now feels like he's not in a position where he can take care of his family anymore, you know, and he's kind of lost control of that, 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 That narrative where, you know, the family is out of control and I'm not doing anything to help the family. So he feels useless, he feels unused, um, and he's pretty much trying to let her know that, listen, you're going to have to put me in the game, and you're going to have to put me in a spot where, you know, I can do what I'm good at doing. You know, you're good at shit, I'm good at shit. You know, we we need to work more together to, Mm -hmm. you know, take care of the family. And so, we see Detective Howard, and he's... uh, we we had already said this we put this together from um that first encounter with caning when he found out that you know he was his son, um father he's at the doctor's office now tell him doctor he's getting ready to meet his son for the first time night. i was like oh god i hope you don't give her too much information because what's happening you know she she going to be able to shed some light on this mm-hmm. um and that may, that conversation may still come back to haunt them because, I mean, he gave her enough information, but not enough.
0: Right. You know,
1: so. And it was
0: meeting the night and all the other shit.
1: Yeah. And, and then she uh, reiterated with him that he needed to get permission from the mother right. or the guardian to uh, be able to extract bone marrow or whatever the case may be. So we know that that's his number one motive is the bone marrow and not necessarily establishing a relationship with Canaan because if he did not need this bone marrow, I, I don't think he could care less about wanting to father this this child. Um, so I think that's his only motivation whatsoever. I don't think that he has any motivation for wanting to be in Canaan's life. and Because of the life that they live, he can't. He can't never be Caden's father because Caden and his family are in the streets. He's in law enforcement. That right. that ain't going to be a good mix. So either right. he'll he, he get killed behind death or death. it or either Caden <laughs> will get killed behind it. Either way, right. they, they they couldn't have this fairytale father-son and type relationship ever.
2: Right. Both of them understand that that's a death sentence. Yep. Like both of them are clear about that.
1: Uh-huh. Yep. So uh, you see Jukebox over at the hospital, she goes to visit uh, um, Lulu and her and Jessica have a conversation. Again, I felt like Jessica still wasn't as supportive as she needed to be about uh, his current condition. And so, you know, Rock comes in and, um, and um, you know, she hugs Jukebox and she's like, I'm sorry, what happened about your friend? You know, Jessica told me about what happened to your friend and whatever. And I don't even think she realizes that it's Kanan's bad crack that did it. So, I, I agree with what Mm-mm. you're saying, uh, Crystal. I don't think that everybody realizes that, you know, because this this happened in the hood. This this bad crack shouldn't have made it to Manhattan. And so, it
2: wouldn't have. It wouldn't have it made it to Manhattan have. except yep. for... Not over
0: 20 vows.
2: Right. Yep. right. But for the fact that Ju-box, because remember, that's, that's why Marvin was like, shut this shit down. Mm-hmm. Burn it. It can't, he, like he said, it start killing white people, is gonna care. <laughs> like,
1: yep. And so we see uh Jukebox uh pulls Rock to the side, like, yo, we need to have a conversation. And you know, she goes and tells her about the conversation that she had with the uh, this white lady detective. <laughs> she said, This white lady detective, though, came visit with me twice, you know, she asked some questions, she's trying to say that Kanan is responsible for the Blue Tops and, um, you know, Rock says, you know, that shit, that, that shit ain't true or whatever. So Rock is trying to act as if you know, he's not responsible for it as well. So I I, I kind of agree with what you're saying now, Chris, now that I think about it, because I think everyone thinks that because you know, this is a little rich white girl up in Manhattan. This can't have anything to do with Canaan's bad, uh, crack, but we know that it does, right. right? And so we we see a powerful conversation between the two of them because, you know, you would think that Rock would have been upset about the fact that that lady was asking all them kind of questions, but she kind of pretty much tells jukebox that uh, sound like this police like you. And um, jukebox says I ain't no friends with no cop, but she said. But she, Rock pretty much tells her sometimes it's good to have police friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So she was planting a seed right there. That, okay. And well, I knew
2: I, I knew then that 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 she was going to use jukebox to pass uh-huh.
1: messages. Yeah. I didn't know
2: what the message was at the time, but I knew then that's what that
1: was.
2: I was like, okay. To either pass
1: messages or to extract information. How much does this lady really know? Keep her in your pocket. Right. Exactly. Keep her in your pocket.
2: Exactly.
1: Yep. So uh, we see Marvin and Caden over to Marvin's house, and um, you know Marvin is getting the guns ready to get out (laughs) on the street. You know, I think he was altering the uh, the uh, mechanisms inside of them. So and they was filing
2: off the serial numbers,
1: getting rid of the serial numbers and all that good stuff. So uh, you know, he pretty much was telling Kanye that listen, you finna uh strap up, you finna be out here on these streets, you know, you DEF CON son. It's time for you to start acting like it. So I don't even think that the family really knows that he's not DEF CON son. Mm-mm. Nobody knows. Cause at first I thought it was one of those uh secrets that Jukebox was alluding to which sh- uh, she was having that conversation with Candy about there are secrets in the family that you don't know about. Unless it's a lot of everybody in the family is caring, I don't necessarily believe that the family even knows that Def Con is not Kenan's father. And I'm gonna be
2: so honest. Either. I'm gonna be honest with you, uh, and this is about to be real petty, very petty. But I'm gonna tell you now, that's not. It may have happened, but that's not realistic. And I'm gonna tell you why. When, I when motherfuckers, when motherfuckers pop up pregnant, the first thing niggas do is do the math. Yep. If she popped up pregnant at 15, the first thing 16, whatever. The first thing niggas would have done was the math. And they'd have been like, Wait a minute. If he if Delcon went to jail in such and such day. Like if, if if it was that easy for Detective Howard to do the math when all he knew was Kanan's uh database, mm-hmm. the people around her would have done the math. So maybe the family does know, but they don't know that, you know, but they know Canaan don't know.
1: Well beyond I mean, that, I don't God. know, but now that's taking it a little step further than where I was going with it, uh, CP. But I was going back to DefCon being gay. I felt like um, other people besides Rock would have known that. Maybe not. And, and it might have been not.
2: suspected. It may have been suspected, and that's why he did need, of like she said, a beard. And then the fact that she popped up pregnant, like she said, that just helped him even more so maybe people assume that he got conjugal visits i mean he was the man and maybe people just assume that he had ways of still you know having relations with rob you know it could have been other things happened at that time i'm just saying i'm just telling you now the first thing people do is the and man. i
1: guess i guess marvin wasn't as so on point as he is now per se because maybe i feel not. like because look how long it took for him to put together what was going on with jukebox and I feel like you should have had way writing more questions. The was on the wall. The right. <laughs> you should have had but way But I think he
2: did know. Questions. I think he knew. I think he didn't accept it. I think it's just like with Nicole's mother. He knew. I think he just got confirmation. But I don't think he was, I don't, I don't believe for a second that he didn't know. I think he didn't accept it. I think he didn't want it to be true. But I don't think for a second he didn't know.
1: I, I'm gonna disagree with you on that because I feel like Marvin just probably assumed that she was just a little tomboyish. Mm-hmm. And you know, Jukebox was a little introverted, so you know, she kind of kept all her business to herself. And, I understand
0: you know, that,
1: and she <clears throat> she wasn't really around, you know. Her and Marvin don't really have a I relationship, no
0: mind, probably,
1: yeah, because they have a high and body type relationship. You know, you don't never really see him spend no time with her or take no time with him because you keep, um, uh, Lulu, I feel like the rest of the family knows. But he doesn't because simply because Lulu keeps telling him, listen, you need to start being a father to your daughter. You need to start paying attention to your daughter. And even with Raquel, listen, I'm not Marvin. So I think Marvin is just so wrapped up with what's going on in his head in these streets that he wasn't just paying any attention to his daughter. And and this is why she's so introverted, because she don't feel like her father truly loves her. She said, we even call him daddy. She called Marvin.
2: I get all of that. I still that, think Marvin that was knew. so disappointing.
1: We'll, we'll <laughs> I get just to think that point. <laughs> but so in the conversation, uh, Kenny was like, "Listen, I can't be sitting here listening to no Smokey Robinson, <laughs> and I'm gonna go out here on the streets." <laughs> right. Hey,
0: smokey, smokey is my shit.
2: I was going to say, I love it. Listen, that's one of my favorite songs. I love that
1: song. But that yeah. just tells you Marvin is just old school from the way he dressed, the music he listened to. Marvin is just an old head. He, he, old school. But I was like, mm-hmm. God damn, McCain, you are responsible for what happens yet again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. Well, he, women,
2: though, he offered to go get the music. He offered to go get the music, though.
0: <laughs> it did.
1: He did, but Marvin said no because Marvin took this as an opportunity to get in that girl's room and plunder like he always do. He was looking for that. And that was a window and an opportunity for him to go in there. He started uh, going through her things. And I mean, I, I get it. I mean, a-, a parent does have a right to go through their children's room just to make sure that everything is on point or whatever. But, you know, I don't know what it- He goes through her room, but he found the tape. And he found yeah. the pictures. And he sat there and he put the tape in. And I feel like Candy should have been on point when he came around and saw him watching the tape. But, you know, Candy was just so excited about his mama calling for them guns that he put 20 on 10 that, oh, shit, Uncle Marvin, see the tape between, uh, whatchamacallit. He ain't even trying to alert jukebox or whatever that, you know.
0: He ain't give a shit.
1: shit. Yeah, he ain't give a shit. So, uh. He saw that he. Started I mean, but also remember,
2: too. these were the days of cell phones. Like we didn't even, we don't even know if they saw each other for him to. I don't think he. I'm with you though. I don't think he even noticed it or it connected. But even if it had, I don't. I mean, other than other than paging jukebox, I don't even know if there was a way for him to tell her. Like good point. You know, he was yeah. with his mom. Remember, he had to go, and we saw it. He from that point, he was with his mom, and then he was sent on his mission. So even yeah. if he. Even if it had connected, which it didn't, I agree with y'all. It didn't. But even if it had, I don't even know if he would have had the opportunity to say anything that you want.
1: And so, uh, yeah, and, and he he starts processing that moment. And so we get back to the uh, police station. You see Burke; she's sitting there looking at all the dead bodies. Where she's looking at the pictures, you know, the crime scene photos for Buck Twenty and D Wiz and all that. And Detective Howard comes in and. Uh, they have a con- They kind of go back and forth, and he's like, "Uh, listen, I know I've been a shitty partner, but you know I've been going through some personal shit. I'm trying to deal with it, you know. But I'm getting past it." And she's like, "Okay, cool, whatever." And then so she went ahead and says, "I've been talking with Laverne uh, Thomas," uh, and he was like, "Well, what you talking to her for?" You know, he just instantly, you know, get suspicious. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so you know, he if if she has figured out some shit going on, you getting her closer to figuring it out. I was gonna say, reaction. like you,
2: right? You total yourself for real, for real. Yeah,
1: your reaction every time she
2: mentions something, and about she even pain. said that. She said, "What's up with you and this family?" Like, yep. like what is it?
1: And so he go off on her, and he was like, uh, "I'm getting ready to go talk to the captain. I can't trust you. You can't be my partner no more." He just storms off, and I'm like, "Yeah, she gonna figure this shit out. She she definitely gonna figure this shit out Because she was like, why do you care so much about this family? Who are they to you or whatever? So, you know, she's not stupid. He thinks that she's not paying attention to what's going on around him, but she Mm -hmm. even told him, like, you tell me a lot of things, but, you know, uh, I'm starting to see something different.
2: Right. But he underestimates her. Like, he doesn't respect He doesn't respect her as a cop and so he underestimates how smart she is. It's like he doesn't feel like she's
1: a threat, yep.
2: Right, exactly. He yeah, exactly. He's underestimating her and so that's a bigger threat than anything else. If you don't think that she's a threat, you're not even paying attention and you know, so yeah. But he definitely gave himself away. Like his reaction was ridiculous. (laughs) It was way over the top.
1: So the the climactic scene well, one of the climactic scenes for the night is Jukebox come home and Marvin mean ass sitting there in the damn room. Don't tore the girl room up. Don't tore the girl room down. And he's sitting there looking mean as hell when she walking in the door. I already knew that this wasn't going to be a good conversation between the two of them. And he says, uh, you some kind of girl factor And I'm like, this is your daughter, Marvin. This this is your daughter. Regardless of what's going on, he just started being offensive towards her. Like, who is this white girl? Where the fuck this shit comes
0: from? That's that old school mentality though. Like yep. 2021 is well accepted. It's, it's no,
1: it's much, not. No, it's, it's I not. I no, say it's well it's accepted, not. but Listen, I think that parents,
0: parents, in comparison to what it used to be, Or not going to react. Well, like in comparison, how you used to it. yes. In,
2: com- in comparison, yes, but let me tell you something. Yeah. As somebody who deals with children all the time, you would be surprised. Like me, me and Chris was talking about this the other day. Like I have students who have been put out the house in high school because yep. their parents found out that they were gay. Like that is like it still happens. It's still very, very much a thing. And Marvin's reaction, although it was it was extreme and it was out of pocket, it is not uncommon. It just it just isn't.
0: No, I don't think it's uncommon at all. You know, but I just think that it's more so accepted more so accepted now than it was back
2: then oh it definitely is more accepted i agree with that i mean you're going to have more families that are inclusive than than i think than not but i just think that we are far from a point where it's 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 accepted you know what i'm saying
1: um so they start having a conversation about nicole and of course marvin wants to blame this on her mama says uh this shit come from your mom's side of the family you know they're a bunch of fuck ups and heathens and shit i'm thinking to myself y'all are drug dealers and murderers uh pointing figures maybe <laughs> right <laughs> but i thought
2: something was but something and this goes back to what i was saying um about the whole religious thing the first thing out of his mouth when he found out nicole was dead was that was god's righteous path or god's righteousness yep. or something that was and God, i just thought yeah. that was weird like like you said out of all the shit that y'all do that's where god is judging somebody like you literally or going against you, his will right you literally shot up a school this morning like nigga you shot up a school
1: a movie theater oh i
2: thought they was coming out of a school it was a movie theater
1: yeah it was the movie theater
2: oh damn i got that wrong in my review because i thought that
1: was <laughs> school but
2: you okay whatever you shot up a movie theater with like innocent people around but the wrath of God was on the Nicole because she was gay. Because like, she was gay. That's, yep. But that's what took me back to that whole. That's why I, at the end I went there with the whole religion thing.
0: Listen, because man. he
1: said that shit that she deserved to die because he was uh, she was going against God's will. Jukebox could to take that. She spit yes. in his face. Now that I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't care how disrespectful he was to her, how wrong he is. At the end of the day, I don't even care the fact that that was his a daughter person to person let me tell you something i don't you're do not gonna spit. spit in nobody's face i don't i don't do the spit i don't i don't do the spit i would have rather her slapped him uh, raised her I hand do to him. i don't do the spit no but do you're do not gonna spit. spit in my
0: face i don't care if you are my child you did a spit it's on site every time i see you for the rest That's of your exactly
2: life what it was. i'm telling you i don't do the I'm spit.
0: Sorry, i'm sorry
1: i don't condone physical violence on children but listen, you a teenager, you 15, 16 years old, you smell yourself a little bit. First of all, you talking to me crazy or whatever the case may be. You call me by my first name. You go spit in my face and you think I'm gonna let that ride? Marvin backhand the hell out of her ass. Marvin's he shit, he he the the shit out of her. He sent her fly across the room.
2: It's not funny, but it damn, he picked the shit
1: out of her. He did. I didn't expect he did. I told you, I told you this. I said, yo, I, I hope Marvin don't jump on this girl, because I know that Marvin has a very Bad temper. So right. I was like, I was afraid for what was gonna happen to her. I knew he wasn't gonna kill her, but he almost did.
2: Oh, he damn um, yeah, he almost yeah. did it.
1: So they fighting and they struggling, and uh, you know, she kicks him. uh um,
2: they was fighting for real, for real. Like that wasn't no play play, they was fighting,
1: yeah. They were fighting, and jukebox wasn't scared. I mean, you know, she, nah, she wasn't scared, she, wasn't she, scared. she held yeah. on, she held on, but he told her he said, Listen, you think you're a nigga, but you don't fight like one. Okay. And and then he snapped out of it because he was choking the shit out of her. When she was I think they might have been okay until he stepped on that 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 tape. When he crushed that tape.
2: Yeah, when he crushed the tape, that was it. That,
1: that was, was it. it. That was it. I think they might have could have they might have coulda got past that until he stepped on that tape. And you know, he kept trying to throw it down on the bed and calm her down, but she was just well, enraged.
0: The spit kind of like was the reaction. The crushed tape was kinda like the reaction after the spit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They both did things to each other to kind of provoke them for what happens uh-huh. next. And Marvin started choking the shit out of the girl. He yoko up against the wall. He choking her. I'm like, God, please don't let this be another Tommy and Holly. But I knew that he didn't end up killing her because jukebox survives, and right? Whatever. But he snaps out of it and he's like, Oh shit, what have I done? You know, this is my child. You know, mm-hmm. I feel bad. Yeah, I think for it him. hit him.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, think I feel bad
1: him. for him. I feel bad for him because I really do feel bad for Marvin. Period. Because he got left with this. You know, his baby mom ran out on him. She was a hoe. She was hoe-hopping, you know. So he, he, he'd he been in the streets. He'd been on the shit. He'd been in the streets. But at the same time, if you raise your little sister, your little brother, I, I don't necessarily think that you should have had any issues raising jukebox. You had um, Raquel down there to help you with her. But at the end of the day, I kind of feel bad for him because he was left as a single parent. To deal with, you know, a teenage girl,
0: and Jukebox wasn't raised in an image, though. So, like, like right. Rock and and Lulu was raised in the image, and you know, that's in, to the game, and that's true. Jukebox right. wasn't raised in an image, you know. So that's and I also I like music shit and all that type of shit. So it, that's just the way I feel about that.
2: And it's also connected a lot to the parent. We see women do it a lot with the the guy. They, you know, if the guy broke their heart or the guy wasn't shit unfortunately, a lot child, of times the kids yes, the get child suffers for And that, I, yes. think, I think that might be part of it with Marvin and Jukebox. I mean, one, we know that he missed at least, at least a couple of years of her life when he was in jail. And two, we know that there was, that there's something with that mother. I mean, we're going to get all of that story next season. She broke his heart. She broke his heart. Right, yeah, right. And so, you know, when when, women can get their heart broken 5,000 times, but when a man get his heart broken, it's a whole nother level. And so it's
1: like, And it's a whole different level of hate. So I agree with you on that scene. He hates her for the mother, yep.
2: Yeah, I think that's part of it. So I don't think it's so much that he couldn't be a good father, but I think part of him being checked out and, and for all, I mean, we know that we know because we know who's going to play her mother. But let's just for a minute forget that. For all we know, every time he looks at her, he sees he sees her mother. Yep. So I, you know, I know we're going deep with that, but there and could be a see, lot of reasons he see her why he disconnected. If
1: he see her ways yeah. in the mother. Yep.
2: Right. There may be a lot of reasons why why he's disconnected from Jukebox and that he's he's never really been able to build um, a relationship with Jubox. And then there also seems to be some resentment there. I don't know if Jukebox is angry with him because. You know, again, kids see things from
1: their viewpoint, and she may blame him for why her mother's not around. He, she may blame him
2: for why her mom is not around, and she may also blame him for not being there when, when, um, when he was in jail. Like she may blame him for those years that he wasn't around, also because remember, yep. not only was he not around, but her mother never came to get her. Like she was living with Rock. And yep. even though that was probably a great childhood, because Rock, I'm sure, treated her like her own, it's still that question mark of, well, damn, don't either one of my parents want me?
1: Yep.
0: So and it's you a, know what? That, that, a lot that of probably explains
1: there. that. That probably explains why she's so cold hearted and so introverted is because she doesn't feel loved. She doesn't mm-hmm. feel love, and the only person that she really felt love for was Nicole. And I guess yeah. second mm-hmm. runner up would probably be Kanan
2: and Nicole understood her like she didn't like even though they were as poor as different as they were
1: she she could give
2: right she could give Nicole all of it yep because Nicole didn't judge her for who she was and what her family did and all of that Nicole didn't judge her I mean well I don't even know about the family part but just about her when she knew she was boosted. like Nicole didn't judge her like all of that
1: she just told her that she 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 could do better for herself. You know, yeah. and that's what I feel like anyone who truly cares about anyone that know that you are on a path of uh of of on a wrong path, so anyone who cares anything about you is going to try to, you know, to tell you to want better for yourself, to do better for yourself or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a different type of love and concern versus her saying, well, you know, my parents will never allow me to hang out with someone like you or whatever. You know, she was non-judgmental. She was a safe zone for her. Right. And I think right. the only Absolutely. the only other place where she felt safe in to be who she is is possibly around Canaan because she was even a little nervous about Rock last week uh, when Rock saw her in that suit. You know, and right. Rock had to reassure her that, "Yo, I'm not Marvin." So, you know, that kind of reassured her that, "Okay, my my family got me." But of course, which her also tells fear... me
2: that they know how Marvin felt about homosexuality uh-huh. too. Yep, like for yep. that to be the first thing, I'm not Marvin, which means well, that, you it, know... it's
1: not even the, well, the homosexuality, yes, but it's 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 a, it's a little deeper than that. Where I feel like Marvin probably needs some counseling for what happened with him and. Um, his, his baby mama. I think that, oh. there's a lot of uh, mental scars that are there, you know, with her, you know, running <laughs> off on him and being a hoe and all this and this and that. Robin, uh, that, that's, this has allowed Marvin to be very resentful towards women and look how he did with Tony D. You know, she couldn't even cuddle with him. He went the fuck off on her. So, that's you know, he, he just doesn't know how to deal with affection. And, but he got
0: offended then, like, it was like, you said yeah, I, like I
1: know you didn't call me a faggot. <laughs> I know you didn't call me a faggot. Yeah, because she wasn't. She wasn't a cuddle with the man. So man.
0: he
1: he has some deep rooted issues that he needs to probably talk to someone about. And then on top of that, uh, the way his family treats him and regards him. So I think that all this is contributing to Marvin's anger issues is because he just he 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 feels useless to everybody. His daughter don't got no use for him. The family don't really got no use for him. So he just—he's a uh, part of that anger was him lashing out. You know, look what don't happen to my brother. I just found out my child is gay. I mean, he's—he's he's having a very bad day, and he took it out on jukebox. But I did a very bad condoning. day. I'm yeah, that's true too. He, he did
2: have a lot on him too. Yeah, that's true.
1: I, I'm not condoning what he did. I, I can just see how all that just kind of boiled up. Connects together. Yeah. yeah, and it just kind of went off. Went off the way it did. Fact. But jukebox, she gets up and she pulls herself together and she walks out the door just like. I. Uh, uh, one thing I can't say about jukebox is she's not weak. She's not weak. She's not frail. She she gonna stand on her own too. So I, I think I don't think that this is that moment. CP, mean you kind of went back and forth about this last night. I still don't think this is the moment where he puts her out. This may be that moment where she puts he puts her out and she's now in the streets. But I, I she's too young. I mean, I, if anything, she'll go stay with Rock now. I don't. Yeah. I don't feel like he's getting ready to just put her completely out of the family. But uh, I think well, but, he but he I, I think that's
2: what it is. But I no, but I think that's what it is when, when you say. I don't think that's the point where he puts her out. She might go live with Rod. But the the end result is the same. She don't live with him anymore.
1: I don't think that she's going to want to come back home.
2: But that's what I'm saying. He doesn't have the ability to put her out. Technically, if that be the
1: case, case, then we can't blame Marvin for that because technically he didn't really put her out.
2: And that's actually what I was going to say. I was going to say, so if we go back to the narrative that we've always been told, did he really put her out or did she leave?
1: Right, and never come back now.
2: Granted, if my father just tried to kill me, I probably would leave too and would never want to come back. But technically, did he put her out? Technically, I don't
1: know. Well, we'll see how that happens next week. Uh, season yeah, we'll two. see how that plays the out. The reason why I feel like, uh, uh is not, we're not at this moment yet because the mother has to come into the uh play next season, so by the fact that they bring her mother mm-hmm. around i feel like there's still going to be some uh, interaction between jukebox and Marvel. I don't think that the impression i got yeah but i Colin. don't think she
2: goes back home i don't i think she goes a live with rock i don't think she goes back home because remember rock hasn't seen her yet either rock oh, yeah. has not seen her so yeah aint nobody I, seen once, her yep exactly so again i I hear what y'all are saying, and I and and I, I'm not saying I I'm, feel I'm like
0: gonna... she's gonna stay with Burke for a couple of days before she would go back. To oh her no, 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 I, no! I don't think she no. can do that. I think it's an option, but I don't think she could do that, especially right now with things going the way to... Don't think she's a rat. I think she going to be living with Rock.
2: I think all them niggas going to be living with Rock because Lulu ain't got no way to live because Lulu going
0: to be living
2: with Rock. <laughs> His <laughs> house gone. <laughs> I, think, I think all of <laughs> them going to be living with Rock. Ass. Listen,
1: I think they all going to be staying in them apartments right now because I don't think nobody house- is going to be up in the damn
2: apartments. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't <laughs> think nobody
1: house is sitting You <laughs> so stupid- Oh, okay. I thought I lost shot. Can you
0: hear me?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, it did go out for oh, me, okay, but okay. we could. So okay, we get good. to uh the warehouse and we see uh Kanan and Rock there at the warehouse and again she's teaching him how to shoot and she's teaching him basically, she's schooling him on what gun he needs to use to commit murders. Mm-hmm. She basically told him about all these guns, how useless they are. She he need to get a Glock need to get a Glock 17. See, this is
2: where we need Marvin to yep. give us the breakdown on the gun. That's
1: what we need our Marvin. Yep. <laughs> but she pretty much gave him a, a, a lesson on, you know, how to hold the trigger, how to pull the trigger, how to handle the gun, and where to shoot him at. The most important thing that we got out of there was that she told him that when he get ready to go put somebody down, they, he need to make sure that they stay down. Two to the heart. And once to and where they used to the think. Head. right? Mm-hmm. And we saw her um her marksmanship um, skills.
0: I mean, shoot, uh, yo, she
1: on point. <laughs> she was on oh, point, yeah.
0: man. What <laughs> the forty bottle, the little twelve ounce bottle, the she Pepsi bottles. You taking this shit out? Yeah,
1: no kickback. No, <laughs> she, None. she was man. good. Like, listen and listen, I, I, and she was even on point when she put the um, gloves on to. Uh, to uh, put the bullets in the clip.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She, was on point. Yep. she was on point. And in this moment, I feel like this whole monologue and this whole speech, she was preparing him for the kill. Like yeah, She pretty absolutely. much told him. She told him, listen, I got to depend on you. I'm your mother. um, But I need you to put this nigga down for me.
0: Yeah, I'm asking you to murder somebody. She
1: said, I'm asking you to walk up to somebody and put them on their back.
0: Yep, yeah. so. can you
2: imagine what that must have done to her as a mother to have to ask her son to commit murder? Like, yeah, we are in this life, and like she said, this is I never wanted this.
1: And she because told me, I would have went it, to that school, yep,
2: right? She said, because I knew because and I feel like it's because I knew this is what it would have come to, like. I knew that it would have had to come down to me asking you to be a murderer. Like, it's one thing to sell drugs. We know that indirectly that kills somebody, but to straight mm-hmm. up walk. He said, I need you to walk up. This is and, a murder. Yeah. This look is him dead in his right eye yep. and pull the trigger. Like, yeah. <laughs> Premeditated fi- and all of that. At
1: 15, yeah.
2: At 15. At, at, yeah. at
1: 15. If he was like 21 or some shit like that, okay, yeah, but he's a child. And, and, and look at all the mess that he's created with all the murders that he's been involved in now. And now you're asking him not only to go kill a cop, but his father. And this is where yeah. I get angry at. This is where I get angry at because I'm so fucking tired of them recycling this narrative, this story. We saw it with uh, Kanan and Sean. We saw it with Tommy and Teresi. We saw it with Ghost and Tariq. I mean, come on. Can y'all be just a little bit more creative? I mean
2: but I feel like this is the first time we've had a good reason though I feel like this is a good t- I mean when I say good reason I well, mean about
1: right but, a justifiable like, reason
2: Yeah because we I think Tristan had no we- good we didn't have no good ass. Re- well, yeah, but at that point, the, the damage was already done with Teresi. He had already snitched. Yeah, he had, had already snitched. Yeah, yeah, re- yeah, I that's mean, true. don't get me wrong. I, I understand that. That's true. What the code he
1: had already you right.
2: Yeah, I understand that that's what the code is, but remember, killing Teresi really only made the shit worse. Because the fact is, Teresi really hadn't given them a whole lot. He was giving them dirt on Ghost, not Tommy.
1: Well, getting rid of Teresi was for, more so for Ghost's benefit, not Tommy. Because Ghost, it, 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 Ghost yeah. puppet master, that whole thing that happened, so you're right.
2: Yeah, and I understand that that's the code. Like, he a snitch, he gotta go. I get it. But, but, and so y'all are right about that, but I'm just saying, like, there was no real good reason for, you know, Ghost, for Tariq to kill Ghost. And I don't even remember why the hell they killed Sean. I, I mean, I remember him doing it, but I don't even remember why. Because
1: what Kanan, because of this episode right here, Kaden felt like he wasn't loyal. He felt like he was loyal to Ghosts. And when uh Sean came back and hadn't killed ghosts, that that made Katie mad. Kenny was mad, you not my son, you his son. Uh-huh. So and that's why Kenny okay. was so uh motivated to uh uh make Tariq his new son. You know, right. I'm gonna take over. it's just like what Jukebox said, what did ghost really take away from you? Well, what you really took away from me was my son. You know, not <laughs> only did you take away my business, but you took my son away. So that was that whole narrative. And so you see, Unique, he giving a little pep talk to his workers about <laughs> how they own the streets. Yeah, it was so stupid. <laughs> that was that so shit ridiculous. was so stupid. You need to be trying to go find your new whip, uh, Unique, because your shit shot up. He's sitting here giving them a a, a, a little uh, uh, monologue about how they own the streets and how they at war, and how they gonna go take care of Rock. She giving Kanan his. She gassing him up. She putting a full tank of gas in this boy head right now. And I thought at this moment when she said. I'm not going to uh, lie to you anymore. I'm not going to keep truth from you anymore. I thought she was going to say, The man I'm asking you to go kill is your father. And it gave him a choice. It at least gave him a choice. But when she was like, I'm your mama, do this for me, I was like, She's fucked up for that. She, she's definitely fucked up with that. But I guess she felt like that was the only way that she could deal with the threat was through him. So and
2: what the question is, Did she tell him? Because she said, I'm not going to keep any more secrets. I'm going to tell you the truth. Maybe you know we didn't see that. Maybe we didn't see that whole so dialogue. Maybe she he told knew.
0: him
1: off camera. I don't
2: know, I don't know. I, but I, I think I think they left the door open. So if we need to do a flashback of it, then they can flashback of her actually telling him. Yeah. Or not. You know and what I'm saying? Him that we choice. don't know for sure, right? At that point, we don't know for sure when he walked up on him if he knew that was his daddy, because again, it didn't sound like Kanan didn't look shook. When he started talking to him oh I'm well he just probably looked at
1: it as this: i'm getting rid of 12. so i mean uh, he didn't need no other reason beyond that that i'm getting ready to get rid of 12. you know i think if it was anybody else he would have probably been more uh reticent about doing it or hesitant about doing it but the fact that she was asking him to go kill a police officer i don't think it dawned on him that you know she has other ulterior motives for wanting him dead other than him being 12. So I think the fact that he was a cop made it very easy for Caden to do it without question because I'm getting rid of a police officer that's getting too close to me, you know. Mm. So we see Lulu wakes up finally and because she laid out across the um uh, his lap and everything. She was there. She was still there. He uh, was there when he woke up that I had an issue with that because now in my mind because he made that comment when he got up uh where's everybody he going to think that his family didn't care nothing about him he wouldn't they were there but in reality his family had been there the whole time except for Marvin Marvin was the only one that they didn't show that actually was you know there in the hospital room visiting with him but everybody yeah. else had been up there to see But him. we know
2: Marvin. he went to the hospital though so
1: Yeah, he did go to the hospital uh so i think that's going to draw him in closer to her and closer to him wanting to step out of life because when he woke up and saw that she was the only one there that that sent a message i don't care but i
2: don't i think you're gonna i think it'll get cleared up next week i mean i think it'll i think that was that i woke up i'm confused i'm like where the fuck is everybody and i agree with you in that moment that's probably how he's thinking but yeah. that could be that's gonna be cleared up in one conversation. Like, nigga, we was out revenging. What the fuck happened to you? Like, I was here. Like, yeah. I don't think anybody will be able to dispute that everybody came up to the hospital. But you're yeah. right. I, I, you're right. If I wake up out of a coma and ain't none of my family there, I'm I'm gonna feel some kind of way, <laughs> you know?
1: Yep. And she was there to save the same day. So part of me feels like maybe she she does care. She's just she's just so. Uh, asphyxiated or wanting to make uh famous famous that she gets wrapped up in uh, that but maybe she do care about him I mean but, I at day, but at the end of the day she's dating a drug dealer and, you know he's a uh, um, you know a money grab for her too so you know I have to always uh, think of that as her first you know concern not necessarily about him
2: I but, disagree but okay
1: but I could be wrong
2: no, I just i just I, I, I think that <clears throat> I think that she didn't have a problem with him being a drug dealer, but I don't think it was because it was about what he could do for her until the music became part of it. Now, I do think that she sees Lulu as somewhere as um somebody to help out now that the music like she I definitely feel like she encouraged him to be more proactive with the music i right, I agree right. with that. But I don't think that was her. I don't think that was her motivation in the beginning. I think in the beginning she just liked him. I think she was attracted to him, and you know, because remember they was flirting from from the time they first met each other. I mean, so and the fact but that I, he,
1: he threw her to the ground when Unique them crew came and shot up the place.
2: Yeah, and, I think um, from the beginning shielded he, her. Yeah, 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 I think from the beginning he it was it was a it was a bond there. But I do think that as they got to know each other, and I think you know from the minute she saw that he had. A interest in music and and you know when they went to the studio that day and he knew the different equipment and stuff. I do think then it was like okay, how can this help my my brother? But I I don't think that that's her only motivation. I think it's a motivation now, but I don't think that got was it. like oh I'm a date this I'm a I'm a date this drug dealer so he can buy me some nice clothes and keep me looking good. I don't think that's it. But I that could be it. wrong too.
1: <laughs> I, got it. I could be
2: wrong too.
1: <laughs> so we see Jukebox, she run up over to the uh police station and she meet with Berg outside and she all banged and bruised up and you know Burke even asked her, you know, what happened to you and she's like, I'm gonna be all right. And she's like, Let me go get a car so we can talk. And right then of there we see Rock's plan uh come to fruition. Uh she pretty much goes to give Burke a warning that all you cops are in danger. I heard Mm -hmm. that since uh, y'all got Unique's uh, re-up, he's wanting revenge on y'all. He's going to come after y'all. And she was like, well, how how do you know this or whatever? She was like, why are you telling me this? She was like, I don't want to see nobody else get hurt. So we see the setup right there. Yep. So I mean that was pretty um, obvious. I mean I don't think we have any other questions about why she went over there to do that. I think Rock sent her over right. there to do that because going absolutely back absolutely Rock sent her. Their conversation at the hospital, she was like, uh, "I probably pull- close."
2: Do we mean Damon?
1: They might be do to sleep on us, <laughs> and Ooh, so okay, <laughs> we get to the church. Now this is where I was, I, like I was saying earlier. I felt as though uh, the whole reason of them showing us rock at church wasn't necessarily the whole mama said because up until this moment, we didn't even know the lady that she was sitting next to was a mama. You know, I think she was right. really just kind of like thinking about what am I getting ready to do? Now, I don't know why she went to church with a red dress on, but... Um,
2: why you can't wear red to church? That's a rule?
1: Well, it, she just stood out. It, 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 just, <laughs> it, it brought a lot of attention to her. So I, I think just, it was
2: supposed to be. I think that was more for the cinema, cinematography, and of that's it. what
1: I kept trying to tell myself that too. Or were they giving us some type of Easter egg with that? Because she obviously went to change her clothes, and you know she's dressed in all red. You know it stands out. So I right because at first was... I thought
2: she was there setting up an alibi, but then I was like, ain't nobody about to believe that her ass was up in church while the, the streets was getting shot up. So I said it must be deeper than that. It must be deeper
1: than that. Yeah, and to me, now, it could be a combination of all three. It could be that she is trying to establish an alibi. It could be that she truly is there, you know, remorseful about what she just asked her son to go and do. And she's she's trying to make peace with it, just like she was at the chapel. She told Marvin, mm-hmm. I'm asking for forgiveness for what I'm about to do. So maybe she this is her pursuit to still try to get that <coughs> forgiveness. She's trying to make peace with what she just asked herself to do. But mm-hmm. then with the exchange between her and her mama, and I'm sorry, I felt like the parents weren't around anymore. I, I guess just going after Marvin's conversation, it was very, they did very good with that. Because I was left to assume that the mom, the parents were around anymore. And the fact but, that... But... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead.
2: No, but I was just gonna say the thing that threw me off with it, yeah, I I felt like the parents weren't around anymore. But who's the grandmother? Going back to the first episode where Yeah. Yep.
1: Who
2: so whose mother are we talking about? Are we talking about DEF CON's mom? Or we I guess talking we're about, talking her about her her
1: mama. I guess we're talking well, about Obama.
2: Then that throws me then honestly, that throws me off because I I too. got the impression. And maybe that's why she never sent Kane in to go live with her mother because it was like she, my mom, and I love her, and I'm going to always, you know, have take care of her. But I don't want my son to be raised like I was raised. Like I don't know.
1: Maybe I got a little bit I'd of uh, why she never pa- sent her. I got a little bit of Patrice Wood vibes from right, uh, the mama. Right. <laughs> I feel like the right. mama. I feel like the mama was out there on something. Whether she, because part of me even feels as if maybe she was tricking. Uh, rock off at some point either she was on drugs
2: she was like you're not going to put none of that on me like you are the reason you are are the reason why you are the way you are and it almost was like she wasn't going to she didn't want to take no responsibility for nothing
1: or either she was tricking her off or either she was so fixated in the church that she didn't pay no attention to her children and the streets ended up eating them up so it's a combination it's, it's one of the three but the fact that was she was so she was so adamant about you're the reason why you turn out the way you are. Don't blame me and stop asking me questions or whatever. She gave a little Patrice Woodbine vibes. So yeah, she know.
2: absolutely did. That's why I said that scene kind of threw me off, and I, I wasn't. I'm not sure. I I I really feel like they laying the foundation for something for next. They season are laying the foundation because they left. I don't know lot. if it's like, for next me, week
1: they... or next season, but they definitely gave us an Easter egg with that, that mom yeah, and her Yeah, because they definitely, definitely
2: opened, up, they opened up a whole new set of questions right there. Right here, the next to last episode. Like It's like, why bring all this up now?
1: Well, and it also kind of speaks to what she became. You know, because you know, it seems like the mama knows exactly what she turned out to be, or whatever the case may be. But, you know, at the end of the day, how did she become this? You know how does she become this way? You know, and it, then it, for us to hear that Marvin raised her and Lulu, there's got to be something that the parents or the mama in particular, you know, for her, for a mother and a daughter not to have a a close relationship, there's there's something there with that. You know, there has been some type of turmoil. Uh, and, uh, there's been some type of issues that's happened between them or whatever the case may be that's kind of pushed Rock to be where she is right now and the mama doesn't feel responsible for it. She wants to blame the child for it. You know, so I definitely agree that they're showing us something here and I don't know exactly to figure out what they've showed us here, but I just feel like uh, I'm looking at P-Valley, Patrice Woodbine and Mercedes, uh, mama and daughter type relationship that's getting ready to unfold before us. And then she ran over there to the table with the rest of the churchgoers and and try to act like everything was all good. So, and it could just be that, you know, the mama is saved now. She all churchy and she don't condone the way Rock lives her life anymore. So, you know, it could be a combination of that, you know, Mm -hmm. where the mama might've been part of the life. The family might've been always part of the life and not a, you know, family don't ran and got saved. You know, I'm, I'm high up in the church. You know, I'm going to look down on what my children are, you know. And the fact that she didn't mention anything about Lulu being in the hospital and she didn't ask about Marvin. She didn't ask about Kanan. Yeah. anything. It,
2: it was a lot with that. It was a whole lot with that.
1: Yeah. The fact that she didn't ask the other family just made it seem as if it was just, you know, her only child you know, the fact that, you know, her whole family is out here in the life, you know, it's not just a Rock situation. It's more of a Marvin situation than anything, you know. Rock's the middle child. So how is she responsible for, you know, the things that are happening with the family? So yeah, that mama ain't right. Uh, I just don't know what it is.
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely more questions than answers with that scene. Yep. And it just seems so out of place with everything else going on in this episode. Like you said, it last it really is something that we're going to need to know for next week. It was kind of like I was really sitting there like, why would they put this in here? It's like, why would they the put alibi. this in here? It's got to be something. I don't know.
1: Maybe it's the alibi. Maybe we're just reading more, too much into it because they're showing it showing us. Maybe it's, it's simple so as late as in, the, in there, uh, her
2: alibi.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe that's what we're supposed to be seeing.
2: Because we know that she goes to church regularly. Because her mother said you haven't been here in a while, which leads me to believe that that's not it's not out of the norm for her to go to church just lately she hadn't been at church.
1: Because she even asked her, she said, Raquel, what's going on? Something going on. She said, you up here for a reason. What's going on?
2: She did say that. Yeah, mm-hmm. she did say that. So maybe it was just the alibi. Maybe, maybe that's exactly what it was.
1: Maybe that's what it was. So we maybe see Marvin, he don't got him a Porsche. Now, I don't know where Marvin get these cars from. I'm assuming that he gets them from a chop shop.
2: But my question <laughs> is, if your ass could get a Porsche, why was you riding around in that shut up ass damn car?
1: Barbara get a car just like you. He changed his socks. I mean, I don't understand where Barbara get all these cars. From. Maybe they got a local chop shop that he go to. Cause I don't understand where Barbara get all these expensive ass cars. Cause I know from. he
2: ain't going to the dealership buying these damn cars. Like he, he must just have.
1: Like you said, he got a plug somewhere. Yeah, he got a plug. So you see, Katie out on the block, and I... I, I, I'm assuming that Raquel has given him instructions to put the jacket on, but it kind of was, was stupid for him to put the jacket on to go shoot Detective Howard because Detective Howard says, that ain't your jacket. So what was the that's, point but, of having him put the jacket on? Was but the, that's the part that
2: <laughs> threw me off too because I felt like one, like you said, I felt like that was supposed to be Lulu and Lulu was supposed to kill Detective Howard and make sure he was seen running away from the shooting and seeing In the jacket. jacket. But, like you said, the fact that he put the jacket on, and like you said, Detective Howard was like, yo, that's not your jacket. And I think that's the moment that Detective Howard knew what was up because he knew whose jacket it was. It, it just, I don't know. I'm with you. That whole, it was weird. I, I, okay, so I a couple know.
1: things I get from that with the jacket. The jacket could be, uh, and I don't know how, how, how in-depth we were with forensics back in the 90s. But, I mean, at the very least, there could be gun residue on the jacket, blood splatter, whatever. Right. I guess they're trying to uh, uh, make it seem as though Unique uh, killed him. Did it. it would have mm-hmm. been different if Kanan would have shot him from the back and, um, and all Detective Howard saw was him running away and saw it was Unique's jacket that would have worked. Right.
2: And that's is that's what I was thinking. Because my thing is, somebody has to see him in that jacket,
1: and someone has to uh, know that it's unique jacket. Just because someone sees him well, in it jacket, say
2: unique on the back.
1: Yeah, well, it do say unique biggest day on the back, but
2: <laughs> I mean, it says unique on the back,
1: and <laughs> that's and why Detective I said Howard, I guess
2: he was supposed to be seen in it. You know,
1: Detective Howard should do what was up then when he said that ain't your jacket. I
2: think that's when I think that's exactly when he knew what was up.
1: But we saw that Kanan didn't follow. Once again, Kanan did not follow directions. First of all, he was supposed to give him two to the heart and one to the head. He didn't do it. He didn't do it. So here's my question. Is Detective Howard going to die or is he going to survive?
2: He gets to
1: the hospital. That much I know. Do you think he dies at the hospital do you think I don't, know, he, Pete, he I don't gives know if he? I don't know if he dies. Do you think he gives up? Well, we know he doesn't give up, Kaden, because Kaden didn't do no time for killing a cop. So, you think he's gonna actually give up, Unique? Even though it wasn't Unique, I don't know. That's a good
2: question.
1: Because it looks like in the preview for next week that he was trying to say something. So I'm I'm, I'm asking myself: Is he gonna die at the hospital, like in surgery? Or is he going to uh, keep this narrative going? Because she did tell him to get rid of Unique. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Because uh, I, I, I'm very surprised it would kill his character off uh, first season. I'm, I'm so you've been saying that
2: all you've been saying that all season, but I'm not. I never. I honestly, I it's the star I never power did. for me.
1: It's the star power. For
2: but me. It's, it's not the star. power What star power?
1: you're dragging Omar Epps
2: no it's not it's no disrespect to Omar Epps Omar Epps is, is a well known actor that's that's not what I'm saying but like ain't nobody watching ain't nobody coming to see you Otis ain't nobody watching this just because Omar Epps is on the show like it's great to see him I'm glad he's working but ain't nobody saying oh shit Omar Epps I gotta catch that like ain't nobody doing that yeah
1: because I'm just I'm following their formula from other series because if, if, if that was the case, they would have got rid of Lorenz Tate. He's not just playing a role. He's playing a role that's centered around his 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 star power. I'm sorry. You may feel like it's not a star power, but I feel like because it's Omar Epps, they're treating that character that he's playing a lot differently than they would anyone else that was playing it. I'm sorry. I just I disagree. I, I feel like that's exactly what they're doing. I feel like, just like in Power, I feel like uh, they should have went ahead and let Rashad Tate die in his episode, and we should have been done with him. That that should have been it. We shouldn't have, we shouldn't be getting a whole spinoff with Rashad Tate. Rashad Tate was only in Power for one season. We didn't, his character wasn't important enough to the story for him to get a whole spinoff. Now, Kanan, I understand getting a spinoff. Tommy, I understand getting a spinoff. But Rashad Tate, Rashad Tate was a a C-list recurring character that showed up every once in a while in the episode. So
2: wait a minute, hold up. So you think Lorenz Tate is a C-list, but you think Omar Epps is A-list?
1: No, no, no. I didn't say he was a C-list. I'm talking about the character that he was playing was a C-list character. Oh,
2: okay. Not necessarily
1: him being a C-list actor. What I'm saying is Rashad Tate was not an important character to the story of Power. Is what I'm saying. Now you have
2: no, he he was very important to the story. He was very important to the story. He He, was running
1: for governor. That was it. No,
2: but no, but he was important to the story as far as a lot of the twists and turns and moves that he made. I think when I say very important, I mean, could we have lived without him? Sure. But was he very entwined in the storyline for while he was on the show? Yeah, he was. Now, do I think he needs a spinoff? No. But I don't think that
1: his character was 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 in in um consequences. Yeah, I disagree either. with that because I feel like uh, Detective Howard character was more uh, is more of an important character than Rashad Tate's character was in power. And I feel like it's too soon to kill him off. There's more there's more story that could be told around that character than it could have been with Rashad Tate. I mean, I, I just. Mm-hmm. I feel like for that reason that uh they wouldn't kill his character off this soon uh when there's so much more story they could tell around that particular character but we'll see what happens mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily we'll think he does. Yeah. I don't think that he dies next week.
2: I don't think he dies next week either. I definitely think that we're going to see him next season. Yeah. But um but I, you know, but I wouldn't be surprised if he does. Is, is what because I'm like I don't. If,
1: if they do kill him next week, I'll be very irritated with this whole time that we spent with this whole bone marrow and this whole uncovering of. I, I just feel like if they were going to kill his character off like they did Romare's <laughs> in um, Book Two. You know, kill him, get rid of him. He served the purpose for a couple of episodes and gone about our business. But, you know, we spent too much time um, developing the character just to kill him off, unless the story that they wanted to tell was this is an endless cycle of uh, sons killing their fathers. If that's the, the no. narrative that they're trying to uh, push, then I can understand. But if that's not the narrative that they're trying to push, then I, I would be very irritated that we spent this much time on a character that they killed off um, in the season finale. But then again, you know, it's time for somebody to start dropping. So we'll see.
2: I was going to say, I don't think it would be a waste. Like, I don't think every character arc has to be deep and profound. I think some character arcs are just there to give us some, some to information. To push the story
1: forward. Yeah. Story and forward. so. But because I, of I who think- he is. That's why I have an issue with it because he ends up being C- Caden's father is what I have an issue with. But, and I guess the same. I guess I'm going to be at the same problem I had with Tariq killing uh, Ghost. I just I felt like it was unwarranted. I-, I feel like it was unwarranted that, you know, and we saw where he was truly. Whereas I felt like Tasha manipulated uh, Tariq in the killing Ghost. We see here that Rock 100% manipulated her son to kill his father, unbeknownst mm-hmm. to him. So, and maybe
2: that is what the point is. Like you said, maybe, to just yeah. show that this maybe. is just a constant theme. You know what I'm saying?
1: Well, we'll see. All right. So next week we got our season finale and it's going to be lit. I know it's going to be lit. Can't wait for season two. Um, just been very pleased with this show. Very pleased with the writing. Even though some of it has been a little bit predictable, Oh, uh, especially in the last 5 episodes or so, we've really been on our A game with predicting what we think was going to happen and it, it, it just came to fruition. So, uh it's going to be very interesting to see what happens next week. Uh next week I think it's going to be one shell stand, one shell fall. So, I think unique's going down next week. I don't know how. Uh but
2: Well, uh, I have a prediction, but we'll see, I guess.
1: Go ahead, let me hear it.
2: I think Juliana's um, people gonna come
1: through. Oh, you think Juliana's people gonna come through, Rex? Yeah.
2: Like who else is left? Like who is out there to help Rock? Well, we Rock see if we get Scrappy help.
1: back next week. We see if we get Scrappy back. We next do. Week.
2: Yeah, we do get Scrappy back next week, and we but get Rock Lulu back next week. We do get Lulu back, uh, but Rock needs help. Like Rock she needs, needs some help, help. for
1: real because she ain't got no workers.
2: She ain't got nobody. Poor. Thing. Unless we start Poor getting body.
1: introduced to some of these new characters, and I feel like we're probably gonna get some new characters. Uh, she's probably gonna get some new workers because we started to see them pop up slowly but surely in every other episode. Just like the driver came out of nowhere all season. All of a sudden now she has a driver that's supposed to be her bodyguard or whatever. So maybe she do get some more workers next week. But it would be dope to see if Juliana, uh, people come through because she need her work. So it'll be it'll be dope to see if they come through and help her. Uh, get rid of Unique, but I think that uh, killing Unique is too easy. I think she really do want to set him up on some charges. So it'll
2: be interesting to see if it comes through.
1: Yep. All right, as usual, you know where you can find us at. You know our social media. Yeah, I think media. we lost Damon. Yeah, we lost <laughs> Damon. So you know we're gonna have to wrap up this episode as always. The two old faithfuls. <laughs> we had a no call no show today, and then we lost David <laughs> So we'll catch y'all next week. We'll be around. All right. Peace. You are now listening to TSF Entertainment Podcast.